Cool. I just want to kind of continue the flow um, of what's been shared this morning and, and in particular what Colleen has brought, and I think it, it fits in well uh, with what Annette shared as well because we've been uh, starting to explore this theme of hospitality and, and what does it look like and um, what could be the fruit of hospitality in our society, in our communities, uh, and in our church. And I think it requires uh, a greater level of surrender and recommitment to the Lord to truly operate in biblical hospitality. Um, and so I just want to very quickly share some thoughts with you, not get into too much detail, but just keep us in this in this um, space that the Lord has led us in this morning. But um, Scripture makes it clear that hospitality is something that all Christians are required to do. That it's not just something that is um, to those that are naturally gifted, but we're all required to express uh, hospitality because we have received hospitality from God. And so we have scriptures like Romans twelve thirteen that says, Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. First uh, Peter 4, 9, Offers hospitality to one another without grumbling. And there's this challenging passage in Matthew 25 where Jesus basically says that we will be judged according to our hospitality and that it will determine how and where we spend eternity. And he speaks of um, ones that offered food and drink and shelter and clothing and visited um, the least of these, that they will be welcomed in to God's kingdom and that those who don't uh, will not be welcomed into the kingdom of God. And so I just want to very quickly talk about um, four forms of hospitality that we see in the early church as we read the book of Acts and, and the epistles and um, how these could challenge and influence the way that we do church if we are willing to really commit and surrender ourselves to God and His ways in this area of hospitality. Firstly, that hospitality is missional. And so it seems like an odd thing to say, but um, the rapid spread of Christianity in the early centuries um, has been primarily attributed to the practice of hospitality. Uh, and this is partly because the spread of the gospel um, into the known world very much relied on the hospitality of others. Uh, there wasn't social media and all these things that we, uh, these tools that we have today to spread the gospel. It was very much one-on-one -on -one conversation. Uh, and so men like Paul and Barnabas and Peter um, relied on the hospitality to receive accommodation and food and monies to support the mission that God had called them to do. And so it was through the simple act of opening one's home that the gospel went throughout the world. And so we also see in the early church that these acts of hospitality, of hospitality were seen as missional in nature, whether it was um, caring for the poor or for the widow or taking care of the sick or supporting those ha that had been persecuted. These were seen as practical opportunities to be the very hands and the feet of Christ and to show his love to them. And so that challenges us, um, you know, how might we use hospitality to achieve the mission of God and support others? And I just want to share this quote from Dustin Willis and Brandon Clements. They say, we often think of mission as something that happens outside the four walls of our homes, that if anything, our homes are even a retreat from any Christian mission that we may be involved in. In doing so, however, we waste a powerful and a God-ordained means of changing the world. As I've kind of been looking into this, it really is as simple as just using what God has given us. And 
Not all of us have a ton of money that we can freely give to people, but most of us have a place that we call home, and we can use that home to host people, um, to open ourselves to others, to share life with each other. And so I wonder, if we surrendered our home to God and gave Him permission to use it as He pleased, what might happen? What might be the fruit of that? And so we have this awesome opportunity today to um, give to Colleen's neighbor. I know that as I've been looking into this, um, it seems that in the short period of time, we've had more people in our home than we normally would. And so God is challenging and encouraging me to do the very thing that I'm challenging and encouraging you to do. So we're in this together if you find hospitality a bit challenging. So hospitality was missional. Hospitality was generous. Um, we all are familiar with the passages where uh, the believers sold what they had and they gave it to the apostles to distribute as needed. This is a, a level of hospitality that I think most of us probably haven't practiced. Um, and really it only becomes possible if we truly are the family of God. And I find that to be a challenging thought because if I ask myself, would I be willing to sell my car or to empty my bank account in order to meet the needs of someone in this church, I don't know what that answer would be. And yet I know that I would be more inclined to do it for my immediate family, for my parents, for my brother and sister. But we are brothers and sisters in Christ. We are the family of God. And so it needs to move beyond just using the terminology of family um, to actually a revelation and, and, and a forming of deep relationships. And I think this happens in four different ways as we see in the early church. It says that they committed themselves to the teaching of the apostles. They learnt the word of God together. They fellowshiped together. They ate together. And they prayed together. And so it was through these just simple acts of just doing life with one another that they formed this community where generous hospitality was the fruit. And it was easy to express because they truly felt like family with one another. Hospitality was attractive in the early church. We're all familiar with the verse in Acts 2, 46 to 47, which says every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts and they broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I like how the message translation puts it. It says that they followed a daily discipline of worship in the temple, followed by meals at home. Every meal a celebration, exuberant and joyful as they praised God. And people in general liked what they saw, and every day their number grew as God added to those who were being saved. So imagine a type of hospitality that was so attractive that people were literally lining up outside your home, outside your church, uh, because they wanted to know what is it that you have. We see this and we're attracted and we want to know more. And this is what was happening in the early church. And I've, I've heard Annette say a couple of times that Jesus never had, a tr never had trouble drawing a crowd. Um, and yes, there were those that were attracted to him because of what he could do, the, the miracles, the signs and the wonders. But I think ultimately people were attracted to the way that he treated them, the hospitable acts uh, that he, he practiced with them, whether it was compassion or love or empathy. And often to people that society had pushed to the side and had, had deemed unworthy of such uh, expressions. 
And so I wonder what would happen if we lived in a similar way, if we practiced um, hospitality that was attractive to others, how people might be drawn more to us just simply by doing life uh, as we already do, but being intentional, recognizing that there's a mission to hospitality, that it's not just having coffee or eating together or sharing a, a, a home. So remember that you carry something that the world needs, and this is attractive, so don't doubt that. And lastly, hospitality was transformative. Uh, the early church extended hospitality to uh, those that were excluded from mainstream society or from Judaism, whether it was the poor, the widow, the sick, the Gentiles. Um, this was considered to be radical to extend hospitality to such people and was very much countercultural and transformative for their day and age. And so through hospitality, those that were excluded became included in the community. Those that were outside became insiders. Those that were strangers became welcomed guests, all through the simple act of sharing meals together, learning the word of God, praying, gathering in people's homes. And so we saw lives transformed through these expressions because the needs of the poor were taken care of, the widows were given purpose within the community, uh, the disabled and the sick were tended to and often received healing, and the Gentiles were turned from their idolatrous ways and their sinful practices and they committed themselves to the one true God and his righteousness. And so this all came about through the simple gestures of hospitality. And so this made me think this morning, you know, who um, would be the excluded, the outsider, the stranger in our society? And what if that person walked into our church this morning? And this might be challenging to say, and, and, but I, w- I just had this thought that, you know, if two men or two women walked into our, our church holding hands, what would be my first reaction? Would it be to go and welcome them, to tell them how good it is to have them here today, to show them where they can sit, to encourage them to stay afterwards, to let them know that you know, they're loved and they're welcomed here? I Honestly, I don't know. I don't know if that would be my first reaction. Perhaps I would sit back and observe. Perhaps I would, I would watch a little bit and, and wonder, how you know, do I need to address something here or something like that? And, and it's not to say that, you know, we shouldn't address such things. You know, Paul made it very clear in his letters that he faced these things head on. But I think the initial response needs to be welcome because the heart of Christianity, it's a welcoming faith. God said that anyone and everyone is welcome to come and to receive this free gift of salvation. That that's the first and foremost thing that we welcome. We show hospitality to people. Dr. Martin Middlestate says that although God's hospitality knows no limits, his people often struggle to embrace such inclusivity. And I wonder how much we could transform our society simply by being more welcoming, more open, more hospitable to the excluded, to the outsider, to the other, to the stranger. What might that look like in our church? But as Annette said, I think that requires a, a, a recommitment of ourselves, a, a greater surrendering of ourselves and, and what we own, realizing that at the end of the day, God has given us our, our material possessions and that these can be used um, for his purpose, for his plan, rather than simply for our cum- accumulation, which is what society tells us. And, and, and there is a sense of, of needing to have certain things, but at the end of the day, if we really trust God, He looks after and provides for all of our needs. 
And so rather than holding so tightly to something, what if we had an open hand and were willing to allow God to use it to, to bless people, to, to radically show hospitality and love, to be welcoming and open, having people in our homes and just doing life together. And so this is the challenge that I just kind of want to leave with you today that, as I said, as I've kind of looked into this, it's just naturally taken place. And so I encourage you that if this is a journey that you would like to embark on um, today to just simply take a moment to pray and ask the Lord, would you teach me how to be hospitable? Would you teach me how to be hospitable like you are hospitable? Would you use my life, my home, my, my material possessions to uh, show the love of God to people? Would you teach me how to be creative and intentional and, and purposeful in what I'm doing day by day? That these could be opportunities to minister to people around me. And so, Father, we do. We Firstly, we want to thank you that you um, were the first one to extend hospitality to mankind, that you gave everything that we have, and the greatest gift of all was uh, the sending of your Son to this earth, that he lived a perfect life and he freely gave of himself so that we could be uh, set free from our sins, that we could uh, restore relationship with you. And Father, we thank you for this gift of hospitality that is found in your Son. And Lord, I pray that that would be uh, the foundation and, and, and the beginning place that we then step out and extend that hospitality to others, Lord. And I pray that there would be uh, divine encounters, uh, that you would challenge us in ways, that you would shake us up and make us uncomfortable, that you would test um, where our hearts are at. Are our hearts filled with your love that then overflows uh, in hospitality to others? Or are there things in our heart that need to be worked on, that need to be uh, chipped away at and softened and removed and replaced with your ways, Lord, with love and joy and peace and patience and all these fruit of your Holy Spirit? So Holy Spirit, would you come and, and do a work in our lives? Would you help us to be missional in our hospitality? Would you help us to be generous in our hospitality? Would you help us to be attractive in our hospitality? And would you help us to be transformative in our hospitality for your glory, Lord God? We pray these things in your mighty name.